As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, everybody, to your show. My name is Eric Alvarez. I am here with you every week, and I'm always so excited. And this week, I'm super duper excited because I have a guest with me who I have not seen since, uh, oh, man, I don't know, like back in our like Logan's Roadhouse days, which was like at least like five years ago, or I don't know when it was. But anyway, I would like to introduce to everybody, all of our listeners, Hannah Burkett. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. Like I said, I haven't seen you. So right now I'm looking at you over Zoom because we're recording this over Zoom in the safety of our homes. And I'm like, dude, she looks the same. I don't know what's going on. I'm over here. I got bags. <laughs> so do you. I got bags under my eyes. And you're like, all right. Um, so the reason why I have Hannah on here is because she recently released a single on Spotify, iTunes, all those music streaming websites. It is called Crazy. You need to hear it. It is fun it's awesome it's it's about we'll talk about what it what it's about later on i'll let you talk about that but she recently re released that and so we brought her on here so that that way she can share her journey of uh, pursuing music and singing because if i'm not mistaken singing's been something she's been doing since uh ooh, like back when she was little like little 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 and we're gonna be talking about that uh and again the reason why we're doing this is because this is called your show And when it's your show, that means we talk about anything that you want to talk about. If you're achieving something, if you're reaching for a goal, if you're living out a dream, overcoming adversity, it's all about you. And you, the listener, can be a guest on the show simply by messaging me and telling me, hey, I have this going on. I want to be on the show, which Hannah and I have been talking. I think we talked about this like about a year ago. I think that's when you started working on the music again. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but we've been talking back and forth about when uh, we could get on the show. And since she recently released the single Crazy, we thought, hey, this is a great time because it released this past week, correct? Yeah, it's been about a week. Yeah. All right. So Hannah's excited. I'm excited. Let's go ahead and get into her story. So Hannah, where would you say this kind of like inspiration or idea or, you know, when did you singing when did that become a thing how did you get started with singing because i don't think you wake up one day and you just like i can sing guys like i think it's something you kind of have to like get some exposure to right 
Yes, that's correct. Um, okay, so it all started uh, because my brother, he's a lot older than me. He's 28 at the moment. But when we were smaller, he would play the guitar and he would sing. He would write his own stuff. So through that and me seeing that, the inspiration kind of struck. And um, I started writing my own stuff. So I was about 12 years old. When I turned 13, I got my very first guitar. Um, and then I started playing. Um, I wasn't able to afford to go to a place to where they teach you, like like the music teachers. So it was Google and YouTube and, and watching for me. Your brother, right? And my brother, yeah. yeah. Well, because my brother, like I say, he didn't he didn't go anywhere to learn either. It was all YouTube, Google. So what he kind of knew, he taught me, and then what he didn't know, I looked up online. Mm-hmm. Um, so real yeah. quick, sorry to interrupt, but uh, you take up this interest because your brother is playing guitar. I want to know what his response was to that. Was he kind of like, oh, you're a little sister, like get away. I'm trying to do my own thing. Or was he like, hey, you know what? I'm more than glad to show you how to play guitar and how to sing and write your own stuff. No, me and my brother were very close. Uh, when I had the interest in doing it, he was like all for it. He was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Um, like I say, so it was really cool to have a brother like that. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, you were saying he, he was writing his own stuff. Did he end up like producing or, or releasing something of his own? He did. So a lot later, later on, um, he ended up coming out with an album. I mean, I believe it's called Be Free and it's out on iTunes and everything as well. Um, he hasn't produced any other music as of right now because he already got married and has a kid and everything. So his life is pretty busy, but it was really cool saying that he achieved something that he really wanted to achieve. And I wanted to do the same thing. Gotcha. So w- w- when did he release that? Like that, you said that was a little bit later on. Yeah. So that's been about seven years ago. So that he released, been, that that he he released, released that album. So, yes. I know we're maybe jumping around a little bit, but what kind of an impact or what kind of an influence did that have on you to see him? Because I think you were around when he started playing guitar and when he started writing his own stuff. So what was that like for you to see him progress from just starting out to eventually releasing his own uh, content? Uh, did that motivate you or did that was that inspirational for you to say, hey, you know what? It is achievable. It is attainable. Yeah. Um... It was to be able to see him do the things that he was able to do. Not only did he stay in Laredo, but he ended up going to California. Um, He didn't have any place to stay. He would stay in his car. He lived in his car for like weeks on end, uh, going to gigs, trying to make money and that aspect of life. Cause it's not, it's not easy going in the music industry, especially starting out. And like, I'm sure you know this, like it's, it's like, it's hard dude. And seeing his, like motivation and him striving for something that he truly, truly loved to do. It was so motivational to see that and knowing that if he could do it, I could do the same thing. Okay. And there is a a bit of an age gap. So when you uh, pick up on, you know, guitar from him, uh, what, what do you do with that newfound skill or hobby or whatever you want to call it? What was the immediate response to that? Did you, start writing your own stuff for yourself or did you know a family member rope you into something that maybe like hey you're gonna be in a band or what was that you know what happened after you started singing okay so yeah so that year that i turned 13 and i started playing um i ended up 
getting into the worship band. So my mom and dad, they're pastors and my mom is the praise and worship leader over the church. So after I started learning the guitar and I was good enough to play, then she was like, Hannah, I need you to play in the praise and worship team. Like, would you want to do that? And yeah, I was like, yes, mom, like, let's do it. Um, Because at that time, no one else was playing in the praise and worship team. It was just me and my mom, my sister and my other sister. And that was it. The family thing, um, okay. Yeah, no, it was just the family. Um, after the church started growing, that's where we had a couple of other guys who came in to help us, like with the bass and and so on and so forth. Um, and yeah. what was your thought? What was your like thought on that when she asked you, or did she ask you or tell you like you're going to go? sing in the worship band i mean what was that like <laughs> well for my mom she didn't really ask i guess because i'm her daughter and it's like hannah like i need you so her needing me i responded and i was her like okay mom that, i'll do yeah. it <laughs> yeah i was like okay mom yeah i'll do it like yeah. let's do it right um and what was that like yeah. for you because uh, i think i would assume that's your first time playing in front of people correct yeah, that was really nerve wracking. I think because um, I wasn't used to playing in front of people. So getting up on stage was a little nerve wracking, but you get used to it. How many like, people were there sure, though that first time? It wasn't that much. Like I said, no. the church was small. So maybe like 30 people. It wasn't that bad. Did you have, but to, like, just like, you have to like face the wall? Like, all right, guys, just don't look at me while I play this song. <laughs> what was that? There had you to know, be some sort of jitters. Um, I mean, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Like I think at first... If I can remember clearly, I told my mom, like, mute me. Like, please mute me. Like, the first service, please, like, just mute me. And so that I can get kind of like that feel of what it's like to be on stage and being mm-hmm. in front of all those people, even if it wasn't that many. It was still a lot to me yeah. being the first time. But um, it's cool anyway, because most of the congregation were like older people. So, like, you know, they don't judge you. They're like, oh, gotcha. mijita. Like, yeah. they can't hear that well. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Don't, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just they're, kidding. They're like, no, it's okay, Mijita. Like, I loved it. Now that was like, you know, they're not judgmental in that way. Gotcha. So, so the okay, so the first time you played in front of people was like 30 people. The first time I played in front of people, it was like five people. So 30 is a lot for your first time, I think. So <laughs> now the thing is, what was your family's response when you start singing? Are they like, hey, you know what? She's good. Or was it kind of like, oh, you know, it's cool. Like, it's a hobby she's picking up. Like, she's a teenager right now, whatever. What was that response? Like, did your mom hear you before she asked you or tell you to go with the worship band? Or was she just like, all right, cool. I need somebody. Go out there. No, yeah. Um, I think because before me, it was my older sister. And she was the one that would do a lot of the singing with my mom. Um, But then when I started playing and my older sister moved away because she moved to San Antonio. So my sister was in there no longer to sing. So then um, when I first started singing, I'm not going to lie, I was like, really timid like I wouldn't you know how like there's singers who really belt and like sing loud and then there's those singers like "Mm," like you know they don't and that's how I was I think it's just because I was so nervous so my mom was like Hannah I know that you can sing like stop like I know you can (laughs) quit quit playing with me like I know that you can sing and I'm like okay and then so little by little like you say once you start getting used to that that presence being on stage and being Mm. in front of those people you get i don't know like more comfortable and then you start to kind of loosen up and i think that's what happened with me i loosened up and started singing you were playing guitar and singing or just singing yes 
You're doing yes, both? Yes, I was. Okay, mm-hmm. now here's a question that just came to my mind that I've always had um, whenever it comes to like church or kind of any, anything like that. Um, when it's a holiday, do you get like pumped up that you're going to be playing because there's a lot more people there? Or like, <laughs> what is that like? You know what I mean? Like, all right, guys, here we go. It's a big holiday. We got a packed house tonight. We got to bring it or is it just, yeah, whatever. No, yeah. I mean, because after I started playing and singing, it be once you start doing something more and more, like you tend to have more of a passion towards it, I think. Well, in my in my scenario anyway. So when there was more people, I was like, oh, how fun. Like more people are going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I say, I already got comfortable. So There's kind of I like think... a, a thrill to it also. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is. Like, yeah, there is. Once you uh, Once you do it, and you get that you hear that first cheer or that response you're like okay i want you know i want more of that like that felt good you know like and and you enjoy performing in front of people and i mean i don't know like i don't think we should focus so much on like oh it was for a worship band or for a church because a lot of like singers a lot of artists get started through there you know what i mean like because it's a performance it is you you're essentially going up on stage and perform for people. It doesn't matter what the setting is because you're still performing in front of people, right? It's still uh, uh, something that maybe when you started singing or writing, you were just thinking like, hey, I'm just gonna sing in my room or I'm gonna write and stuff like that in my room. And then now you're transitioning transitioning to the stage, right? So how did you feel after all these, and I don't know how often, how, I don't know how long you did it for, but did you start to seek that performance elsewhere did you start to say hey you know what maybe i can take this somewhere else or were you just like no it's just a church thing i do what was that like yeah well for me being on stage like it was to honor god i've always wanted to do it to honor god because like you say if he gave me the gift i want to do it now not being in church me kind of thinking do i want to take this elsewhere um at that moment in time i didn't really not that I didn't think about it, because I'm sure I did. I just didn't think I was able to. Like I say, even if I saw my brother doing it and everything too. I mean, I didn't really think I was, I guess you could say like good enough to be able to do it. I would really beat myself down a lot. Like I wasn't nice to myself. I was very mean to myself. Yeah. So I don't know, not, <laughs> yeah, but like not really until like you say, more recently when I started, you know what, like, I want to do gigs, you know. I I wonder, like, I mean, were you hearing anything about your singing that would hold you back? Or was that just you? Because a lot of times our biggest enemy could be ourselves, right? We could be our biggest doubters. Yeah. And like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. So what were you hearing from your family members or, or anybody that heard you at the church? Were they saying, hey, you know what, you're good. You might, was there anybody kind of encouraging you to pursue it elsewhere that's what i want to know Mm, elsewhere no because i didn't really have friends uh or family that weren't going to church so most of my friends and family were in church so they would just kind of like tell me to pursue it there oh okay now like i said my mom was never against my brother going to go sing and everything too they were all for it you know um but like they never really brought it up, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, Hannah, like, why don't you go do a gig? Like yeah. they've never they've never said that um, until like you say recently that I brought up my song and everything and they're like super excited. 
Um, Right. And they're like all for it. Like me going to sing places or whatever. But yeah. I know what happened in my situation is that my parents, when I told them about like this music stuff that I want to do, when I tell them about it or when I told them about it, when I was like 16, 17, or I, I don't know what, how old I was, but when I was telling them about it, it was kind of just like, mm, like, uh, I guess like they weren't excited about it. And not that they're mean. My parents are awesome. My parents have done everything they can for me and my brothers. Right. But it, it took for them to actually hear it, actually hear the song like on a CD or something for them to say, wow, like this is actually like, it was actually pretty good. You know, we thought it was just yeah. you and your friends, you know, goofing around in a garage somewhere, but you, wow, you guys are actually like, we're going to, and that's when it became, you know, exciting for them. Like it's hard to, and that's what anybody, it's not just parents or anything, but that's what anybody, anytime you tell them an idea, it's hard for them to see it or hear it the way you do. And mm-hmm. that's just what anything you do, right? You can describe it however you want, but at the end of the day, you always need to show somebody like, no, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is how it looks. This is how it, how it sounds. You know, I remember having mm-hmm. to do that with music and I've had to do that with videos, especially when I get my friends together and I'm like, Hey guys, we're going to film this like really dumb video. It's going to be hilarious. And when I explain it to them, they're kind of like, Oh, like, I guess like, yeah, sure. We'll do it. We're not doing anything else. But then once we're filming it and I'm there and I'm in, you see the progress of like where the video is going, they're like, Okay, yeah, and you can see them getting more excited. So it's like that with anybody about anything. You can explain it all you want, but really you have to show people for them to actually get excited for it. Now, uh, real quick, you uh, are doing this. When do you stop singing with the church? At what at what age does that happen, or did you or did you ever stop? I don't even know. Um. Okay, so I don't know exactly the age. Um, so like you said, I started when I was like 12 to 13, right? And it went on for a long time. And then about around the time where I like got engaged, married, kind of around that time, I went through like this rebellious phase that I didn't want to sing anymore or play. I guess just the fact that I felt like I had to do it um, because my parents pushed me to do it. Obviously, it was, they were coming from a good place. Like it wasn't yeah. like, you know, like it was all positive. But and, you know, my mom needed the help because I like I mentioned before, we were the praise and worship team. <laughs> the family was the team. So it's yeah, like yeah. if I'm gone, if I leave, who's going to play? Who's going to sing? You know, so, but I did. I didn't sing for a while and then I stopped writing um for a while too i would say it was like upwards to around two or three years that i that i didn't play and that i didn't write i mean not cool but that is awesome to know because we're going to be talking about that in our little second block when we come back from commercial break because we do have to go to commercial break already but it's been a fun conversation kind of learning the history and by the way i just want to throw it out there real quick you're not from laredo you you live in laredo right now is that correct yeah so i live in laredo but i was born in alabama mm. so yeah far away gotcha. <laughs> far from here so all this stuff with the church and stuff is that happening in alabama or is it happening over here no i've lived majority of my life here in laredo so all the things that happened with the church was here in laredo okay cool yeah. what, what church was it if you don't mind me asking yeah so it's iglesia cristiana misiones de fe oh Okay. So I it's a not, Spanish church. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know that, but all right. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. 
All right, cool. So we are going to uh, continue talking with Hannah. We're going to talk about like why she stopped or when she stopped and kind of what was going on in her life when she wasn't singing and how she ended up revisiting that idea when we come back. But before we go to commercial break, make sure you follow us on social media. It is Eric Alvarez presents your show on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you will see on there clips from previous episodes. You'll see quotes, you'll see all sorts of stuff. And we're also starting, I'm very excited about this. We're also starting to have merchandise that you could somehow get all you have to do is just send me a message and figure out how you can get that uh, kind of merchandise which by the way hannah i wasn't going to tell you this right now but i might as well say it uh because you're a guest on this show you are getting a free sticker of your show that you can like say hey guys i was on this show right here so you're getting a free sticker cool you know, cool right awesome so yes follow us on social media and we'll be back in just a few As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to your show. I'm still here. Hannah's still here. We're having a fun time discussing how uh, she got into singing, into playing music, writing her own stuff, and the journey that it took her on. Because again, we start these things and we don't even know like where it's going to take us, but we follow whatever road comes before us. And for in Hannah's uh, story, uh, she started singing and playing guitar and writing her own stuff around the age 12, somewhere around there, because her brother was doing the same thing. And her brother was more than willing to kind of take her in and show her the ropes. And then they turned to Google and YouTube and all that stuff, uh, which is exactly how I learned. I didn't have anybody teach me how to play an instrument. Um, I just kind of picked it up myself and just started messing around with it and looking at YouTube videos, uh, which is a great source to just learn about anything, right? Um, And then from there, Hannah uh, joined the worship, uh, like, team or group or I don't know what the proper term is there. That's right. Yeah. Like the worship team. Okay. Mm -hmm. The worship team. And her mom is like, I need you. You need to sing. And Hannah's like, all right, I'll go sing. Like whatever you need mom. Right. Cause Hannah's a very good person and she wants to help her mom out. Um, So here's the thing is you're doing this. I'm assuming every week. Is that the way it's going pretty much like, or how often are you doing? Yeah. When, 
when I was on the praise and worship team, I was doing it. Yeah, it was uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday. Is it the same songs over and over? No, no. We we pick different songs. Um, my mom was in charge of that. She would pick them. She would choose the songs. Okay. She would choose them, and then we would have practice. We would learn them, and then we'd play. How long did you have to learn a song? Like a week, or were you learning mm, them in advance, in advance, like further they, in advance? Uh, they weren't they weren't like very difficult songs so we would like the day before or something like gotcha. the day before but wait yeah. what you had to you had to learn a song the day before you started playing it <laughs> yeah because they weren't that hard like um i think the most maybe a couple of days but that was that's pretty much it not too long you know what the next question is right after just finding out that you like learned some songs the day before no. <laughs> What's the question? Did you ever mess up on stage? And how did you react to that? If you're playing something or singing the wrong thing, what happens? Because I've messed just up like, before on stage. Yeah, but like you don't make faces. Like you just pretend like you didn't mess up and just keep going. <laughs> just You just own it, right? Yeah, dude. Like you just keep playing and keep singing. Yeah. So um, if you've already listened to the show, you kind of know my background. I was a musician and I played mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. And there were several times. And here's the thing. It's like me and my bandmates, if one of us messed up, we would do like the dumb thing. And every, every musician is is at fault for doing this uh, or can say they have done this where like you hear because you hear the songs every day. Right. So you already know how mm-hmm. they go and you hear yeah. like one little thing wrong. And what do you do? Like you're playing and you look over at like whoever messed up and you're kind of like looking <laughs> oh at them like you messed up. Yes. Right? No, I feel that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've done that. And uh, you just got to own it. You just got to keep on going. That's that's one of the things that um, I've learned is like, especially with music, if you mess up, just keep going. You know, we can, you know, either the crowd didn't notice or you just own it. You know, even if you fall on stage, you just own it. Just like, whatever, dude, I fell. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, most of the time they don't notice like the, no, the they audience. Don't. They don't. And unless, like you say, you make like a big deal. Like if yeah. you make a big deal, you then stop they're like, and you're like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> stop everybody <yeah>. start over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So um, with anything that we do, uh, not just music, but any kind of like a hobby, or even a career, anything that we end up doing, uh, the more you do it, and if you're doing it often, every day or every three days or whatever it is, it gets kind of, I don't wanna say stale, but it feels kind of like, it starts to feel like a chore, right? No matter how much you love something, just doing it every day, you can fall into that kind of, like, I, I would say trap of like, oh man, like, you know, like it's, I have to go do this again, you know? It could start off as something you love. I don't know if this is what happened uh, with you with music, but I'm bringing this up because the simple fact that you did this so often, you did it every day, you did it for so many years, and you just kind of feel like, you know what, man? Like, I need to step back, I need to step away. Would it be fair to say that maybe you had an experience similar to that if you're doing this every day, if you're doing this every week? I mean, what was that like for you? Uh, mm, doing it with the worship. That, I don't think that was like the main reason. I mean, I guess so. Like that kind of was like in the back of my head too, like how you're saying. But um, the main reason, like you said, I think it's just because I felt like I had to do it and I wanted to do my own thing. Um, like you say, it was like that rebellious 
stage of my life. I think we all have that, like as teenagers, like we all go through like that where it goes, nah, I don't want to do it because she wants me to do it, yeah. you know? Um, it's a classic thing, especially for teenagers. It's a classic thing of like, my parents said I should do this and that like totally sounds not cool. But then like your friend can say the exact same thing that your parents said and you're like, yeah, man, that sounds cool. Like I want to do that. <laughs> it's it's just, yeah, it happens. But like for me though, like my mom and dad's opinion, I truly respect it. Like I truly love them. Um, but I, I don't know how to say this. Like maybe also because of like work and school and like everything that I had going on. Um, it was just like a really big commitment to like to do that and do everything else that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to know what it felt like to be able to do my own thing and not have another thing going on over here. Well, especially because you started doing it at, you know, 12 or 13 or 13 years old. Um, so you kind of maybe wonder what life is, you know, hey, you know what? I have college or have school coming up. I have work. I have all this stuff going on. Uh, whatever I want to live a lie or whatever it is a life right um, to where maybe you kind of wonder like what what else is there that's that wouldn't eat so much time up you know what I mean I think that's just something that like I grew up playing baseball and I found myself in high school starting to wonder like okay what can I do that's not baseball like mm -hmm. not that I hated baseball I just want to see like okay what else can I do because I've been doing this since I was like three years old you know what I mean like it, yeah. it's that that kind of uh, experience so um you're i don't know how much we can go into this but you're rebelling and you want to go do other stuff what is that other stuff that you want to go do okay so like for example like okay my sister would live in san antonio right okay so i would be like mom you know i want to go to san antonio well hannah i i don't want you to do that because you have to play on sunday or Hannah, I need you to play with me on Tuesday and Friday. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't leave or, I mean, and I'm not saying she wouldn't ever let me go because she would, but I think like you say, just having that on my shoulders, like yeah. I can't do the things that I wanted to do because I had that responsibility yeah. there. It's a commitment. That's what it is. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. And you, again, you may love doing it. You may have um, uh, enjoyed doing it, but sometimes when we feel it's a commitment we're like oh man like i don't want it to hold me back you know you kind of worry of like what else it's gonna do you know like how it's gonna affect your life maybe um so you stop doing you stop singing now usually if i'm not mistaken when somebody start stops doing like a hobby or something that they've been doing through for you know for so many years did you pick up another hobby or did you find something else to kind of fill that void what were you doing at that time um maybe hobby wise did you get into like fashion did you do anything like that i mean what was you know what was going on there um i don't know i mean i mean like you said i was just pretty much just going to work and going to school now i did get into beauty school so i went to beauty school for a while um to pursue that so beauty school can range from different things i do specifically skin so anything that comes to like facials and things like that i work under a doctor right now um so i went to school for a while and that's what i was doing um but other than that, no, I didn't really do anything else. I mean, like you say, hang out with friends, but who doesn't yeah. do that? Everybody yeah. pretty much hangs out with their friends. Uh, so beauty school, I mean, what made you want to get into that? Was that always something you kind of had like in the back of your mind or something? 
No, it wasn't. Um, I mean, I've always been good at those things and makeup and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Even if I don't really wear makeup, I'm I'm not really like a huge makeup guru, but I enjoy doing it on other people. Okay. I was about to ask, um, are you talking about yourself or other people? You yeah, were- like other people. Uh-huh. Or like you say, and doing facials and things like that to help girls guys too because everybody gets facials done but just to help them with like their self um confidence because for example acne dude that is like the worst thing to have that can really destroy your self-confidence and i think i just wanted to help excuse me help other people out in that aspect um so i don't know i was just like online one day and i was like looking up careers or things that you could do and i didn't even know that you could do that um i didn't know what the name of it was so it's called esthetician and that's what we're called um so yeah and then i i picked it up and i started doing it i think also because in the back of my head it's like can music really be a sustainable career is that something that you can make money with and um with what i'm doing right now it's a stable job it's something that you can do and like i what i'm doing right now i'm under a medical director so like it's a good job i don't think anybody should get into music or any art form for money you know what i mean like no. i think i think the money can come along like down the line but you don't get into it for that reason you know like you get into it because you love it it feels good you know you're good at it you have a skill like you said earlier hey if i was given this skill it's almost like unfair to people that don't have this skill for me not right. to use it does that make sense like no yeah i know for for sure it's just kind of like um, why are you sitting on this if you're not going to use it like use it not mm-hmm. everyone has this ability does everyone sing yeah everyone sings does everyone sing well not at all you know i, I like to think i can sing but i've heard myself and i'm like what is going on there like no way <laughs> but if you get me in my car by myself on a road trip for you're two singing. hours i'm singing you know top of my lungs yeah, i'm losing right. my yeah i'm doing all that stuff now um is that a re like so when you stop singing with the worship team, do you say to yourself, like, was there a moment that you're like, I'm not, I'm done singing or did it just kind of like fade away? Just kind of gradually go away. I mean, what, what was that process like from leaving the worship team and now you, you find yourself not singing? Was it a decision? Like I'm not going to sing or was it just kind of like kind of fell off to the wayside? No, it gradually kind of like fell off. Um, Inspiration didn't really come to me anymore um, in the aspect of writing because I wouldn't write. Uh, So yeah, I didn't really have the inspiration anymore. And how I mentioned earlier, me feeling like I wasn't good enough played a big part too. So I just like all together, like just kind of was like, no, like maybe I shouldn't do this, even though I really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm. so even though you you find yourself online one day, kind of looking up at like, hey, what can I do? You always had an interest in, in makeup and beauty and kind of like the the facial skin and like the you know uh, skincare, right? Mm-hmm. That's um, But did you ever consider like maybe I should look for something in music because I think music is hard to get into, but um, I don't know if you ever like looked at maybe if somebody was hiring a singer uh, not necessarily like a band but maybe there's a production company that was looking for a singer or, or something you know did you ever kind of look into music again or because it's not just singing you can also play um did you ever consider looking for something uh, at that time right so you look up beauty school but are you also kind of thinking like 
hey, you know what? Like, I can also play guitar and I can also sing. Is there something out there? Yeah, um, I didn't know that that existed. Like, I didn't think you could do that. Like, I didn't think you could just like call somebody. And first of all, I didn't even, I didn't have the contacts to do that. And I'm sure you could probably just like look up something on Google or something, I guess. Is that how you do it? Like, just look up. Cause I didn't know how to do any of that. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to like get myself into places. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a very tight knit family to where, you know, I was like restricted to a lot of things. So I didn't know what you could do and what you couldn't do. Yeah. Like when it came to opportunities like that. Now, one thing that I did do is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the HEB, um, it's like a Thanksgiving feast oh, that they would okay. have at the LEA. It's like okay. an LEA thing they have. Okay, well, a friend of mine knew that I could sing and she worked for HEB. So they hired me on to sing for that big event. That was like the biggest crowd I've ever sung in front of in my entire life. Um, so little gigs like that, I did do so. But that's pretty much it. I didn't call or go and look. Yeah. So they it was found still, me. I mean, singing and music was still a part of your life, right? You're just maybe mm. not doing it publicly or what is that? Not really. Like it was, I was, I still wasn't writing or really doing anything like in my room, like me going home and be like, oh, I'm going to write today. I'm going to sing today. No, it didn't really do that until someone kind of like spoke and was like, Hannah, can you sing? Can you, can you come do this? And I'm like, okay for the community you know like i'll do it (laughs) what did that performance do for you though i mean after you perform or let's you know what before right when you're walking out to perform are you kind of getting those like jitters again are you kind of being like all right i've done this before i did this for years what's that like getting back out there um it was really scary i think because first of all i was only used to 30 people and this event that i was at dude it was like a couple thousand and i was like oh crap now you like, can't even see I'm faces to, anymore yeah. no i'm like it's i'm used to 50 people and this is like more than a thousand people out here yeah. and i was singing acapella um the national anthem and that song is hard to sing <laughs> i was like if i mess up Forget it. Like yeah. everybody's gonna, it's on TV. Like the mayor was there. Well, like, then if you mess up, you go viral. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, no, please don't mess up. <laughs> but yeah, um, after I sung for that event, every year now, they've invited me to go sing the same national anthem wow. for the event. So awesome. it was really cool. That opened a door for me there. But like you said, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know what your next was question that, was. I mean, was that kind of like a spark? Like doing that, doing that performance for the first time, did that kind of put a little spark, like a little sprinkle on there? Like, hey, you know what? Like, well, yeah, because I think since I was so used to singing at church and nowhere else, having me singing somewhere else was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, you know, I can sing outside of church as well, you know? Mm. Um, it's like broadening the horizon. Like, oh, yeah. wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, yeah, especially, I guess so. especially with music, like I know for me, we would play in front of like when we were in high school, when we we're like 15, 16 years old, we would play in front of our friends and our friends would be like, dude, you guys are really good. But like, they're our friends. Like we, we kind of like mm-hmm. kind of expect them to say that, you know? And then when we started to take our music to like random people in a town that we had didn't know anybody and the response is like, you guys are good these people don't have to tell us we're good. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of opens up like 
okay, maybe there is something like, maybe I can do, you know, maybe I can do this. Right now you said earlier, you kind of had that doubt of like, I don't even know if I'm really that good. Like, you know, whatever, like the church people may say I'm good, but I mean, they're, you know, they know my family, they know me, like, of course they're going to say that stuff. So now you go to like this HB event and they're calling you back and maybe you're getting a good response there. Right. And again that just kind of it's different it's like it's stuff you've heard it goes back to what i was saying earlier when your parents say something you're like oh that's not cool but then your friend could say the exact same thing and you're like that is the coolest thing ever it's the same thing right like with the Mm -hmm. audience type and stuff like that so um you uh recently started to get back into music uh so when was that first performance with heb and how many have you done so far Okay, if I'm not mistaken, it has already been, I think it might have been three, because I think this year is supposed to be the fourth, but because of COVID, they didn't have it. Um, You've done three of them. So, yeah, every year. So, it's been a while back. Is that the only performance you've done, like? Live like that? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Other than church. Yeah, because like I said, we are missionaries too, so we would travel, like, all over the place, um, Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, all, all over the place. Um, and we would go to different churches. My dad would preach. So I would sing in different congregations mm. too, okay. but nothing like public like that. Yeah. Like publicly, that's not church related. Yeah. That was the first one. Where not everyone in the building is nice. You know, there's mean people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Critics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, you, again, recently got back into music and we're going to talk about kind of like how that journey came about and where you're going now and how you just released a single recently called Crazy. And people can listen to that on Spotify. That's where I listen to it on. Um, So when we come back from commercial break, we're going to talk more with Hannah about the process of getting back into music and the process of releasing the single and where it's going in the future. Before we go to commercial break, I have to give one reminder, uh, well, one more reminder that you have to follow us on social media. It is Eric Alvarez presents your show on Facebook and Instagram. You can find video clips on there. You can find uh, quotes. You can find highlights from previous episodes. And you can also find out how to get some cool merch like stickers. And uh, let's keep this on the DL between me and the listener, right? We may be getting some t-shirts very soon that you will be able to get a hold of. One more thing I have to remind you about is that every Wednesday you can actually watch this very interview in video format on Facebook at 8 p.m. Central Time. It is your show, episode 23, and it is on Watch Wednesday. It's a thing we started doing because everybody consumes media in different formats and you may be listening to it right now on Spotify, but on Wednesday you can watch it and you can see Hannah and you can see me and you can see just how we interact with each other because she said earlier it feels like it feels like we're just facetiming it doesn't even feel like we're doing a show right no it doesn't awesome so we will be back in just a few as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to your show. Eric here. Hannah here, who is super cool, because every time I'm like, Hannah, are you ready? She's like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. Like, she's just super chill. <laughs> it's kind of like no big deal. Uh, Hannah, when we started talking about this interview or just maybe even today, what was, how were you feeling going into this interview? What were you kind of like, you didn't know what to expect because I didn't really explain anything. Uh, are you nervous? Are you excited? Uh, what's the thought like? You know, <laughs> like nervous. Yeah. Um, no, dude, I was like really pumped because I don't know, like I just want people to know the story. You know, I'm very honest. I'm very blunt. I, I don't know, like I'm just all around like an open book. So, no, I wasn't nervous. I was just really excited to be cool. able to be on here. And I'm, I'm like super happy for you too because like it's really cool what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, because like like you say, when we first knew each other, like you weren't doing this. Like you were a bartender at least. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's so cool. Yeah, not just that, but I mean, I was just in a different, and and that's one thing I, I've wanted to explain to people is that like the person I am like today hasn't always been the person I've been. Like, of course, I had my bad days or my bad years or whatever you want to call it, my little like roller coaster of a life, right? But you know, it wasn't until a few years ago that I kind of just had like this moment where I was like, dude, I need to like live life and just enjoy every moment and enjoy every day and and be grateful for what I have. Now, I don't come from like a spiritual background. I don't come from like a religion or a church. I, that was just kind of like me, you know, the way I interpreted it was just me kind of just realizing like, man, I'm not always going to be alive, right? Like there's going to be a day where I pass away or whatever. And I want to make sure that I enjoy it, not just for myself, but also the people that I interact with can look back and say, hey, you know what? Eric was a great guy. Like, I, you know, we say we don't want people to judge us, but I want to be a positive kind of person. Um, uh, presence for people and for myself but in order to do that i had to work on myself first for okay. myself you know like i can't just be mm -hmm. like yeah i want to go be a positive influence for people but like i'm still like a kind of like a crappy person you know what i mean so it's definitely a work in progress i still work on myself uh you know but it, it really took some time for me to reach this point it wasn't just like one day to the next or i've always been this way I, i've made mistakes in the past stuff like that but it's kind of just like how you move forward and how you kind of make up for those mistakes and and, and what you do with your life from here on out uh that's kind of been my mentality but enough about me hannah super chill she's just like yeah let's do this uh real quick uh before we continue your story what would you say to people that you know, maybe want to be on the show, but they don't know how to approach it or what to say, what would you tell them to help them 
reach out to me. Okay, well, everybody who's watching, Eric is a super chill guy. Like, like he is. Like, it, honestly, I feel like he would just open arms and be like, hey, just come on the show. Like, you know, like, so anybody who wants to do it, like you say how he, he said earlier, just message him, DM him, and get on the show. Be honest, yeah. you know, because everybody loves honesty. Everybody loves a person who just wants to, I don't know, just get out there and talk to people. Yeah, and it was pretty simple for you, right? You just messaged, like, yeah. we, we brought it up like a year ago, which is when I started the show. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, then, right. and then recently you're like, hey, can I still be on the show? And I was, I was just yeah. like, yeah, dude, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, let's find a day when we can record it. Um, now to get back into Hannah's story. Hannah, you started singing, playing guitar, 13 years old. You started doing it with the church, uh, with the worship group. And then from there, you kind of like you did it for several years and you kind of feel like, you know what, it's it's a little bit too much of a commitment, maybe. And I want to see what else is out there. Kind of like you're at that age where maybe you're rebelling or you just want to see like what else is out there. Like, I know I can do this, but let me see what else I can try. And you get into beauty school and that's something that you still do. Not the beauty school, but like you still do. You're still in that skincare field. Uh, that's right. right? Um, so that is like a skill that you picked up along the way. Uh, and that's something that maybe you wouldn't have discovered if you stayed with, you know, doing the commitment of music every every day or every practicing every day or whatever it was. So that's really cool that you picked up a different skill and you were able to turn it into something that you still do today. It wasn't just temporary. It's still something that you do today. And that is really great. Now, we're here to talk about music and how you were uh, how you are a singer again. You started singing again. Can you take me through the process of what made you want to start singing again? Was there a, was there a specific moment, like a light bulb turning on, or was it just like a gradual, like, I find myself playing with my guitar more? What was it like? Okay, yeah, so after I uh, sung for the event, um, like I said, it, it kind of was like a little spark, hey, you know, like that was fun, but then it kind of went away again. And then like, I didn't do anything for a while. Um, I didn't mention this before, but I did start playing for the, for the praise and worship team again. I just wasn't writing personally. Like I wasn't writing my own stuff just, you know, to be there for my mom and help my mom out. But anyway, to get back into the point of what you were saying about how that spark kind of like sparked up again. Well, me and my sister, we went to a, uh, it was like a camp for like young adults at Cornerstone Church over there in San Antonio. It's like the huge church over there. I don't know if you know where it's at. Is it the um, one that you see when you're driving down, like, or when you're driving up 35 and there's that giant building? Like, it's huge. It yeah. Is, right? Like it's huge. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we went to like a young adult camp. And that camp, I remember in one of the services, um, I felt like God was trying to tell him, to, I felt like God was telling me, Hannah, you know, if I give you something, if I give you a gift, then, you know, like I can take away that gift as well. Like use what I've given you um, for the good. Because like you say, like you want, you can help somebody through music. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, heard a lot of stories of people not committing suicide because they heard a song, you know, like, so I was like, okay, God, you know, like I'll do it. That night, um, they had an open mic, um, it's like a karaoke thing. And I was like, 
uh, should I do it? And my my friend had a guitar. I was like, can I borrow your guitar? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> sure. And then last minute I was like, can I sign up? And they're like, yeah. So then I signed up, I got on stage, I sung, and I was like, this was really cool. And then I started writing again. Oh. That's how it started. Now, um, real quick, you mentioned that you were kind of given the skill and you feel that you could help people with that That's skill, right. right? With music. And and it's true. I think I think music, I mean, I'm I'm no expert. I don't know if there's statistics behind this, but I feel like music is like the number one go-to for a lot of people. I know it is mm-hmm. for me. You know, when me I'm too. feeling bad or when I'm feeling happy or what, I want to put on a specific song. You know, I want to match that kind of like motion with my song. I want to get pumped up. I listen to a specific whatever. Like music is just the genre. Yeah. yeah you know? That's right. And so um I actually had a couple musicians on a couple episodes ago and they were talking about like, hey, they want to be able to help people with their gift of, of music. And, you know, it, it may not be the, the traditional job of like, I'm going to help people. So I'm going to get into like healthcare. I'm going to get into like this field or that field. Like, no, dude, like art is a very good way to help people that we kind of like maybe don't realize how much we can actually help somebody because typically we don't get into these art forms to help other people we get into these art forms because they it speaks to us we love doing it it's fun and then along the way you just find out that hey you know what somebody else is relating to what you wrote or somebody else is relating to the song you created something like that you know and and it's crazy how much of an impact it can have and i i love that you felt you know that god was reaching out to you and saying dude, you have this skill, like, what are you doing? You know, like mm-hmm, if I, you know, right. it's kind of like if you have a steak in front of you and somebody gave you a knife, but you're refusing to use a knife. You're like, no, I don't want to use the knife. I'll just, you know, I'll figure <laughs> something else. Like, no, dude, like I'm giving you the tools to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think me personally, this is my personal opinion. I feel like everybody, and I mean, every single person is given a skill. Everybody is given a skill that they're good at where we struggle is finding that skill and actually working at it. But to think, oh, somebody's useless. I'm like, no, there's a skill, whether it's making somebody laugh or whether it's writing or whether it's, you know, making a movie or, you know, being a, a good doctor, having a steady hand, like there's a skill that you have. And it's just a matter of finding it. And it, it's something that maybe, you know, as children, we didn't find out, but just try to find out what you're good at and work at it. You know, don't worry about, is it going to bring in money for me? Or is it going to help other people do it for yourself? And like I said, along the way, you find out, Hey, you know what? It's helping these people. I didn't even think about that. Like I was just doing it for myself, you know, like with me, with the videos, the videos and stuff, I, I started doing videos because it was fun. It was something I did with my friends goofing around in high school. And then now, you know, so many years later, I've turned this into a career where I'm editing videos for, you know, professionally and I'm making videos professionally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I didn't get into it for that, but it just happened along the way. Now, getting back to Hannah's story. Sorry, I went off there. I just felt like that was a very very important message. And it was very important for you to realize that, hey, I'm given a skill. I need to do something with it, you know? Now- You have that moment uh, at that camp. Uh, What do you do following that camp? Do you come home? Do you start thinking, okay, what can I do with it? How can I get involved? Because one of the biggest struggles that we have, especially with music, is how do I get started? Like, who do I go to? Like, 
you know, especially living in Laredo. I think for everybody, yeah, everybody starting out is like the same question. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do? Uh, I came home and I started writing again. It, I think like inspiration, I think sometimes can strike you, but like sometimes you just have to sit down and be like, how do I feel? Like what's going on? You know, like what's going on in my life right now? And then you just, you just start to write. Well, at least that's how I do it. Um, and I started writing and I know my brother-in-law, he told me, and so did my husband. He was like, why don't you record Hannah? Like, why don't you go to a studio and record? And I'm like, because mm. at, the, at the time too, like I didn't have the money and I know a lot of musicians, that's where they struggle. Cause it's like studio time is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like finding out who you're going to trust to help you record and do all that too. Cause like, I feel like Laredo, the music industry here is more Hispanic. Like they do like, how do you say it? Like Spanish music. It's not, it's not, I don't know. Like I don't, I've never really met anybody here who is, who's older and who likes pop music. Like okay. usually it's like that, yeah. like, you know, like goritos yeah. and like those things that they like listening to. I want to say real quick that you're from Alabama and you're like white and you still have that Southern accent, but I'm pretty sure you know more Spanish than I do. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because since we're missionaries to Mexico, I lived in Oaxaca, Mexico for like four years and I went to school there. So then that, that's how I picked up Spanish. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you do know more than I do. Um, so you, again, it's that kind of struggle of like finding somewhere to go. But here's the thing though, is I actually feel like nowadays with all the technology that we have, it is more accessible for us to get started with music than it was, you know, Back then. 40, 40 years ago or however long it was, you know, that, hey, I need to find like, it does cost money to get all the equipment to be able to record, but I think it is easier to find than it was, you know, 40 years ago. So what, what was the next step for you of, of who did you go to or what did you find? Uh, who did you turn to, to help you with this music? Okay. So after my husband was like, just do it, just do it, just do it. And then my brother-in-law was telling me the same thing. Um, at the time my brother-in-law was like, you know what, Hannah, like, I'm going to help you. Like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of like loan you the money to be able to go to the studio. So, or not loan, he gave it to me. He was like very kind and gave it to me. So not loan. Um, and then I went to record, um, and it just like got big from there. Cause I was like, oh, like I'll just record it. You know, like I'll just record it. Let's see how it goes. And then when I recorded it, I was like, I really like this. Like I would love to do this as a career. Like mm-hmm. this would be amazing, you know? Um, so he gave me that push. Um, both of them did. My family too. My family was like, yeah, why don't you record? Cause I think they had told me that beforehand, but I never really paid attention. I was like, nah, like it's cool or whatever. Like, I'm not going to do that right now. And then after I had like that big push and him telling me, Hannah, like, I'm going to help you. I was like, okay, what do I have to lose? You know? Yeah. So then I went, I went, I recorded. And then, um, Landon, the one who helped me with the recording, he was an amazing dude. He did such a good job. Um, and yeah, now it's out on all platforms. So yeah, so you have crazy out uh, for people to listen to. 
what's okay. the what's the what's the uh, goal here from from you know after releasing that single and getting the, the response that you did uh what, what what is this all leading to i mean are you working on like an ep do you want to obviously we can't play shows right now but you know one of the things that musicians are finding a way to do is they're putting on like live performances uh in their like studio or in their you know they kind of give it that live kind of look with all the different lights and stuff like that uh and they do a performance uh oh that's cool yeah it's something really cool that that, that i've i've seen more and more of um and it makes sense and i'm not talking about like oh you put your webcam in front of you and you perform on facebook live like like not that simple setup like you actually make it a production where like if you were going to sing live but you just record it exactly yeah Yeah. Uh with top-notch quality audio and video um so what's the goal like from here for you after releasing the single what what's the plan um, I think for right now, I just want to see how this is going to do, uh, how crazy is going to do. And then if I see that it does really well, then maybe I'll come up with like an EP or maybe even an album. Um, but I'm already working on another one, another song. Uh, so after crazy, I'm going to probably release one more single. And then maybe after that single, I'll come up with the EP. Like I say, just depending on how everything's looking. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's really difficult to get out there. Like it really is. And for you to push your music out, there needs to be a lot of advertisement and a lot of like talking about it and getting people to help share and whatever, yeah. whatever to like know who you are. Cause like I say, I come from a very tight knit group. I went, I graduated with eight people in high school. Like, <laughs> I did not come from a big place where people know me. No one knows who I am. So I think like for me, it's a little bit more difficult because I didn't come from a public school where you know like 300 people. Like, you know what I mean? But um, hopefully, yeah. Like hopefully I can get out the next single and maybe an EP. Cool. Uh, I just want to throw out there that I, I know who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, so... We're gonna talk about crazy a little bit. Uh, what what would you say that song is about and how did it come up uh, writing that song? Okay, so crazy, the whole purpose of me writing that song was it all goes back to my background, me being a pastor's kid. So for me, I feel like we all have a target on our back being pastor's kids. And it's like, did you see what the pastor's kids did? Did you see what she said? Oh, did, wow. she, did you see, did you see what she wore? Did you she see? She was showing you know? her ankles. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So it was always that type of talk, you know, like I always had that target on my back and I feel like this song was like me venting, like me, like telling that story is like, can you just please stop? Like, can you please stop talking about me? You know, like none of us are perfect. None of us are gonna be how you want us to be. And I'm not even saying I did anything wrong. It was just like, people enjoy talking, I guess. Like people enjoy just talking about you um, and coming up with a reason why you're doing something wrong. And I don't think it's just that aspect of my life, but I think it's just like work and school and everything too. Like all the pressures of life, not only me, but I feel like everybody else goes through. Um, but I kind I came to realize that like, you just can't care. You can't care what people think about you. And when you start not caring, you become a way happier person. Yeah, you you kind of live more lot, like carefree, yes. you know? 
you do. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's where the idea for crazy came up. So real quick, people are, you know, people may have said this about you because I, and I never thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense that if you're like a pastor's kid, you're kind of looking for any little thing. And I think that just goes to like the natural kind of like way that people are when we see something like really good, we want to find like the faults in it and stuff like that. It's a really like terrible way to look at things, but it's the way people, people can be. Uh, what was your dad's response or your parents' response whenever people said this about you? I'm pretty sure they caught wind of it. Would they kind of like tell you like, hey, you know what? We have to live up to certain standards. Like we can't do this, we can't do that. Or were they just like, hey, you know what? You, you do you, like we know you're a good kid. No, well, I think in those moments, cause I've had, you know, people like come up to my parents and be like, hey, you know, I saw your daughter, blah, 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 blah. And then my mom will come up to me and be like, you know, Hannah, like, well, what happened or whatever? She would never blame me. She would never say, oh my goodness, so-and-so told me you did this. No, she, because we always were very truthful to them. Mm -hmm. So I think when I gave her my word, she believed me. You know what I mean? So if someone had said something about me, then I would just tell her the truth and she'd be like, okay, like, okay, babe, like, you know, I believe you. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So... Uh, you again recently released crazy it may have been about you know just not just those specific people talking about you but anybody I mean how and it could apply for anybody because we've all gone through the the kind of moments where we hear people talking about us and trying to bring us down and it can be overbearing for people right it can really affect us uh, mentally when people are trying to find a way to you know be kind of like a trouble for you or whatever you however you want to say it um so this song is released on Spotify and now your social media, where can they find you to keep up with maybe, you know, when you do release uh, another, the other song or the EP? Okay. Yeah. So um, I have my little things jotted down over here so that I know what it's under. Okay. So I'm Instagram. I'm Hannah. No, I'm underscore Hannah Burkett. Uh, Burkett is spelled B-U-R-K-E-T-T. And then on my TikTok, I'm under Hannah underscore Burkett underscore. Same way you spell Burkett. Uh, Facebook, same thing. Hannah, Hannah Burkett. Now, what, what um, kind of stuff do you do on TikTok? So TikTok is music. So I post like little clips of me singing or little clips of me, you know, doing covers. I do funny skits too. So if you want to laugh, you can go on there and watch me too. But um, (laughs) I have a link on both, no, on all three, on my TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, where it'll take you to my little webpage. You can click on whatever you listen to music on. I've got Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, um soundcloud so a youtube i've got um all that there um but yeah what was the other question there's something else right what else did you ask i don't know i was just no that was i was just asking where they can find your your social media and one other thing i have a question is if people want to maybe include you on one of their songs is that something that you would be willing to do given the right situation the right song stuff like that uh can people reach out to you and say hey you know what i want to have you as like a guest vocals on this song or whatever is that something that you're like looking into also or are you just focused on your stuff absolutely call me and i'll go i'll show up for you (laughs) um yeah like i'm not shy when it comes to that stuff like i love to share and love to like um what's that word like 
when you partner up with people, like when you go and uh, collaborate, and, yeah, there you go. Like collaborate with them. Um, yeah, I, I actually was looking for a band. So if anybody watching this knows someone who plays a guitar or drums or whatever, and would like to play with me, um, you can DM me on any of my social media, Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. Cool. That'd be, really cool. That'd be exciting, right? Yeah, it would be. Uh, so one last question before we wrap this up how are you feeling you happy with the music stuff again you, you enjoying it and, and are you good oh yeah I think from from here like we're gonna continue um, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon um, because like I said I just came to realize that this is something that I really enjoy doing and how you mentioned earlier it's not about the money it's never been about the money um, so anybody watching right now if it's something that you truly enjoy doing don't let anything else hold you back just do it and like like you say there's always some type of way to learn like you say I didn't have the means to go you know pay somebody to teach me so i went on google and youtube there nowadays the web is literally filled with so much information that you can get and take out of that it's just up to you to be able to yeah. do it even you know? for even for singing there's like vocal coaches on youtube that are on youtube yeah. yes yeah it's, like it's you have everything in your hand pretty much yeah. but yeah so just do it just have fun doing it you know i think hannah's having fun she's enjoying it I she's am. happy so I get this is for you, the listener. I mean, just do what you love, you know, like we only have one life, you know, we never know how That's long right. it's going to be. Just do what you love, enjoy it and and try to have fun, you know. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We have to wrap it up already. Yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. Uh, any last words? Are you good? What would you say? No, I'm good. Thank you all so much. Appreciate all right. it. All right. So I hope you follow Hannah. I hope you follow us on social media. It is uh, Eric Alvarez presents your show on Facebook and Instagram. And then, of course, this is also available in video format on our Watch Wednesdays. And it's at 8 p.m. And you can tune in and you'll see like special behind the scenes clips uh, of the episode. And you will also get to chat with me. And if Hannah's there, she'll definitely chat with you as well to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, that is again on Facebook at 8 p.m. Watch Wednesday. So thank you so much for tuning in, whether it's on Spotify or any of those podcast websites or on Facebook. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.